0: hello beautiful people how your spirit doing welcome back to another episode of peace talk podcast where i a comedian talks about whatever it is that i want to talk about whatever it's like it's i could talk about bubblegum for like an hour but 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 i'm not and my episodes are now less than 30 minutes so it just gives you an opportunity for you to kind of venture into my brain for a little bit of time like less than than uh than a quickie i Know how long you think a quickie should last but i'm giving minutes i do shows sometimes and people like sex should be like four hours i'm like you're dumb. you know how much shit you can get done and for i digress getting off the point today's episode is actually a little bit i wouldn't say it's more serious but i very much kind of talk and open up a lot about my father my stepdad that i had for a short period of time in my life even though it wasn't like a legitimate like my mom didn't get married stepdad but a, a man that she spent a uh, you know 10 years with and he, that was a huge chunk of my growing up and then I kind of talk a little bit about my brother again so I realized this episode has a lot to do with the three most important men in my life growing up and it's an interesting opening up storytelling yeah so let me know what you think hope you enjoy it and uh i will catch you on the next episode once again every monday uh this is an election week so good luck to your candidate hopefully uh it's biden and and i'm calling her lala so hopefully it's it's biden and lala with the with the win you know at the buzzer just the swoosh you know and and the walk off (laughs) but but we'll see And uh, if you haven't had a chance, please go on YouTube and check out my comedy special, Peace of Mind, which is on my YouTube page, YouTube channel, Day Peace Comedy. All right, I'm out. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Uh, I am celebrating this year. I'll be celebrating my third year anniversary of being married. You got to celebrate the small victories. It's only three years. Uh. It's amazing that we made it here, okay? We ended up going to counseling, and uh, my wife was very embarrassed about that because, like, her parents are, like, the idea of marriage. Like, you take them, you put them on a wall, you be like, that's what marriage is. It's great. Her father is, like, so devoted to her mom, and they love each other, and they can't go to sleep unless the other one's laying next to them. And I was like, "Uh, I don't love your daughter that much. I don't have that. I don't have that type of love. I got, like, a fraction, but I don't have that. Can you believe it's already November like 2020 is done like the year is over hope you uh, hope you had a good one <laughs> like, like, like as far as as far as this year goes for me I've said this is definitely is not the best year but it's definitely not the worst year of my life. It's just that with the pandemic that's the only thing that's brand spankingly new. For a lot of different reasons it it directly affects my livelihood, doing shows or trying to do shows and being booked and you know with bars and clubs closing it's way more difficult now than <laughs> than ever before. however, there's a lot of things to be thankful for you know I, I welcome we welcomed our beautiful daughter into this world i have a fucking daughter that shit's crazy like a guy's gonna l- put his penis in her <laughs> you know like when when uh, maybe she'd be less lesbian i don't want to like rule out i don't want to like say you gotta you gotta be with a man and, like this new supreme court just you know like i don't want to be like you, you you know i don't know i had a vasectomy i know that's not necessarily like a uh an achievement, like I don't, I don't think every, you know, any any young boy grows up to be like one day, you know, like this is what I want. However, it was it's definitely a a, a closing chapter to to our children book. You know, having, having kids has been a blessing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking want to punch. All of them. Even a the baby. I know you're like, you can't punch babies, but like, hey, what what, I'm, what are you supposed to do? Starve them? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to do something. Sometimes, you know, I just let her cry. <laughs> like, that's, that is essentially the, how you, how you get back at them. <laughs> you know? So you just, you put them on the floor, you let them cry. You know, you do tummy time. And, and my daughter, she, I'm going to be honest with you. She'd be like, fuck this tummy time. She don't want to do it anymore. You know, like after like, you know, a minute she's like, you know, Hey, pick me up or do something. She, she does. She, she's like moving her head around like she's wiggling. So she's working her neck muscles and everything like that. She's not great at rolling over. You know, what's kind of funny when we had the ugly baby, I swear to God, I, you can ask my wife within like a week, this little nigga rolled over. He didn't roll over again like, like for like two months, but it was pretty impressive. Um, so like we we like raised the bar with 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 her. She not so much. Like she she's three months now and she really doesn't do a whole lot of rolling over. Or if she does, she takes her sweet time. Like it's in slow motion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know just put her on the floor let her cry or you know she'll roll over and just let her cry like just sometimes kids just need to cry i talked about this on the last episode the ugly baby like literally dings and like runs into shit every day like every day he has like a new mark or cut or sore and I'm at the point now where I think I'm going to start documenting <laughs> Like like I'm going to start recording and taking pictures because I don't want like, you know, child protective services knocking on our door. Like, where are all these marks coming from? I'm like, nah, nah, Beth, Bethany. Um, this happened on Tuesday. As you can see clearly, he's running at full speed. There's a door, <laughs> there's a door handle, and boom. I don't know. The oldest is probably the trickiest. Meaning like he he's the one to like watch out for. Cause like on his best like when he's on his best behavior, like when he's older brother and listening, he's great. But that's probably one or two times a week. But not necessarily like good day, bad day, just like hours. Like in a in a span of a in the span of seven days, for 48 of those <laughs> hours, he's 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 great. You know, he he he's playing with his little brother. He's helping bring diapers. Like, he does all these things that are just amazing. And then, like, when he just has had it, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, he just spazzes out. Like, he's just, like, for whatever reason, he gets to a point, <laughs> he gets to this point where he'd be like, Fuck these parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, And I get it. Like, you, you you, go through a rebellious phase. I didn't grow up with two parents. You know, I grew up uh, single parent. And my mother, you know, her mother was around. So, my grandma was kind of in my life. And then my dad's mom, she was kind of in my life. But as far as, like, you know, a, a male representation or father figure not so much you know it really didn't come until later into you know my middle school high school years where my mom's boyfriend you know was 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 that person however for a lot of reasons he he really wasn't like okay here here's my idea of a step parent they they're not a step parent <laughs> you know what I'm like like they remove the step you know, like, you know, and they're, they're, they just become your parent. You just have an additional parent, you know? Um, And I felt like there was always a step with him. And I don't know if, if you know, essentially he's just like, Hey, if shit don't work out with me and your mom, we ain't never talking no more. You don't know say I'm not picking you up from school or whatever the case was. And me being young and not realizing their relationships and and or their relationship and how things were really behind the scenes, I just thought like okay he's 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 you know my essentially he's my new dad, and my real dad was so shitty you <laughs> so know like you didn't have to do much to sort of fulfill those those shoes and 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 be that person, so I think when my mom sort of fell in love and, and got into this relationship, him, you know, just being around and and, you know, buying me candy or whatever for, you know, like just just doing simple shit uh made me like, okay, this is this is that person for me. Um and that was it. Like that was that was really all the the male important figures that I had growing up, um, I just remember my dad sort of, like, leaving. Like, I remember, I I must have been, like, two or something. Maybe, like, in my mind, I think I was up to five, but who knows. I just remember being in this, like, abusive household and not really, you know, like, you you don't really, like, know what's going on uh when it's happening you're just young but as you get older and you kind of revisit some of those memories you start to realize wow this this was not healthy <laughs> in any aspect and so i remember being out of that that house or that apartment that we lived in it was my mother my brother and and my father dane and we we go to stay with my grandmother again my mom my mom's mother and I just kind of felt like why can't we be back at the apartment or why can't he because I think what my dad did was like he he took it as an opportunity to like blame my mom like oh my mom you took the kids from me and you don't you didn't want me to be in their lives and I think my mom just wasn't able to really articulate you know, or, or even just communicate that information to her, her small boys, you know what I mean? Like, hey, no, your dad was fucking punching me and shit. And it was a very, you know, uh, chaotic and toxic, you know, situation. So I, I had to get out of there and, and just like any great parent, they, they want to protect their young. So I had to scoop y'all out and this is our new normal and i just remember my dad sort of coming back every so often i would say from the age of 2 till you know 10 or or maybe a little bit after that i just you know right before middle school i probably saw him like maybe a dozen times and there was there was you know just poor attempts to like reconnect and he took me to a a, a wrestling you know, like a WWF when they called them this, when they call themselves WWF. Uh, and then I remember going to a baseball game, the Tigers were playing and that was it, you know, and then he was sort of like pop up and that that was really it for a while. And like I said, like I, he went off and had like a family and he got married and had other kids, I believe. And, and then he popped up back into the story so my my mother and my my brother they they had like a a falling out you know the at the at the at the base of it was my mom's new boyfriend, the guy that she had been with for so long, basically put him in a situation where he she had to choose between my brother or her boyfriend, and you know our boyfriend and her at this time had been together for years, so we're talking. You know, I think all, all together they had been together for like ten years, but at this time they probably were, you know, six years in or something like that. They had moved in. We had all moved into a house. My brother at the time was was not uh how you would say a model child. <laughs> you know, like he was he was into shit and and it wasn't getting any better. And I think my mom just couldn't handle that man that that he was that he was becoming and, and not to blame my mom because i to be honest with you, i think my mom did an exceptional job i don't know if i could have done like without tablets and and you know like netflix and all the fucking shit that we have now i I feel like being a parent. they don't get me wrong, there were some shitty parents when I was growing up. Like they were just, you know, baby in the hand, hold the cigarette. You, you, fucking ashes fall on the baby forehead. Like it was. There was some crazy shit, especially in Detroit. But I, you know, I'm getting off the subject. But, but I don't blame my mom. I think she did a really great job. But I think it got to a point where she didn't know how to, how to be. Daniel as my brother. She didn't know how to be Daniel's mother anymore. Like she didn't know how to you know love who he was and and who he was becoming and it it kind of goes back to you know a woman can't raise a man and uh you know the that 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 idea that you know when when you look at when you look at this concept of masculinity and toxic masculinity and and you have these arguments you know it's it's good it's bad I feel like it's really along the lines of feminists you know and 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 you know someone that you know is is a feminist and 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 just the root like hey I want equal shit for women. I feel like you could start saying, oh that's toxic femininity you know you if you wanted to i don't I don't think toxic math like anything could be toxic I think what 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 it really is is too little too too you know too too much. It just just the like the same concept of the same concept of being conceited and arrogant. Like, you know, growing up, when you knew you like we, like a conceited person was like the worst. But they they had the best life. <laughs> like they were they were doing pretty well for themselves. And then you get older and like a little bit of arrogance is is not bad. As a comedian, I need arrogance. Sometimes I I sort of downplay myself. There's a lack of confidence, there's a lack of, you know, can I do this? But when I'm on, I'm on and the the arrogance is is there. You know, what I mean, I'm fucking I'm funny as shit. However, you know, I, there there you know, that there's there's a line and when you cross that, then that's like uh, I don't really care for you don't care how funny you are. I don't really care for, you know, this, that, and the other. So, you know, I I just felt like my brother was really going through some things and he, he essentially kind of went out into the streets and he's just, you know, he didn't want to follow my mom's rules and he wanted to do his own thing. And when he was trying to come back into the house, you know, this is when we were all kind of living and it's like, you know, my my stepdad, even though my mom never married, but even though, you know, they, and I don't know, he just, he didn't want him to come back. And I, you know, I didn't understand. But to be honest with you, I kind of, I kind of found my brother at this time of my life, very scary. You know, he was, he was, he just wasn't my brother anymore. You know, our relationship really didn't get back connected into a long time of him being in prison like it it took years you know like there there was there was him getting locked up and in and, and county jail and, and before the trial and you know there, then we just lost years and then there was some resentment because as I mentioned I didn't really have a father figure or, or that person so my brother Daniel sort of he sort of fulfilled that role for me as a young man in Detroit but it was all negative you know what I mean it was you know a bunch of women you know selling drugs nice cars nice clothes like all the superficial things that you know if you grow up in the hood or if you grow up a certain way like these are the things that you value and I'm like yeah I sort of want these things you know what I'm saying? but like not not 100% and you know when when he when he it, as if he had a choice but when you know when he got arrested and everything i felt you know like he abandoned me you know i was like damn like another man left me you know there was first my father who you know just kind of was like you know i have two boys and now i don't <laughs> you know and then you know it was a relationship that my mom was in and their relationship really just deteriorated from i, I again i i don't know all the details but my mother can be not the greatest with communication and she harbors on things and then like kind of she, she starts making plans and then she executes them without thinking or you know without Saying, "Hey, here's the plan," and it really just got to a point where, you know, the the unhappiness was really um, a factor, and she just like, "I don't want to be in this relationship anymore." And 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 how things were going, she just kind of was like, "Okay, Dalen, we're gonna we're gonna move," <laughs> you know. So like, I guess I think the lease was was up because I think they paid uh, for it, you know up to a certain point, and we, me and my mom, ended up just moving into an apartment for a year and I spent my last year, well I, not my last year but I, I spent one of my first years of high school in this apartment and then we ended up moving and staying at my grandmother's house that's where I was when I graduated high school and my grandmother actually passed while I was in high school and it it was really just kind of a wild few months because I think I was I don't know uh in the 11th grade I think it was I think it was a uh what do you call it junior and you know between like my brother getting arrested and then going through his trial and then being convicted you know and then then like you know my grandmother passed away shortly after that it was just it was just vacancy in my life, vacancy, and, and, and everything felt very unfamiliar, you know? Because, you know, when you grow up with not a lot, you sort of get used to those things. And then when you start to actually peel those things away, you know, you get left with, how do I fill these holes in, in my life? So it was it was just it was just a crazy it was just a crazy time and you know my mom sort of you know her whole thing with her boyfriend is she, you know she's just like i i i don't want to do this for the rest of my life and and then my mom was also kind of like hey we've been together for 10 years you know you got to put a ring on my finger and you know like let's make this official like let's do that and her, he didn't want to do it. he wasn't about that you know, he just kind of wanted to, I don't want to say string her along, but he just, he wanted to commit without committing. And, you know, I think my mom just got to a point where she's like, I need more than this. You know, if you want me for, you know, ever, like if this, if this is what you want, this is where I'm at now. And either you meet me or, or we kind of go our separate ways. So we went to the apartment, and we were there for a year and he sort of like, won her back you know and so he ended up moving into the apartment with us and this was you know around the time where i i started masturbating like this is like you know it was during that time and i i, I bring that up because i just remember like living in a in a small apartment first of all it was a one-bedroom apartment um which is just crazy my mom Again, I feel like she sacrificed so much. She She's an incredible one. But it was, you know, we moved into this apartment. She's like, hey, it's a one-bit room. You'll have the room. I'll have, you know, uh, the liver room, which I think, I don't know if they folded out until uh, a bit or if she just slept on the couch or however. Uh, But when he kind of talked himself back in there, they were just out in the liver room. <laughs> like that became their bit room which is crazy you know <laughs> like if you think about it like dressers and and how do you you know where, where do your drawers go and you know it was it was it was just weird it was just weird um but i brought up you know like like that's when a young boy needs his time and i was just very happy to have a door you know i don't know i don't know if i actually shared it but when we all lived in the house, my room didn't have a door. I had a curtain. like <laughs> I had a fucking, it wasn't even like a real curtain. It was like someone fucking sta- stapled uh, like a bed, not bed sheets, but like a fucking blanket. And that's how I would enter and exit my room. And if you wanted to come in, you have to knock on the wall right next to it. When actually you could just move the fucking curtain. So, I was happy about this apartment cuz I felt like that was that was a big that was a big step for me in my my adolescence. However, it was then bombarded with you know, space and and uh I don't know. So, you know, when, when my brother got uh convicted, I just felt like he left me too and I'm just like standing around like what what should I do? And then my mom actually Find a new relationship, which was actually a, a more positive relationship. But she sort of did the thing that she did with Daniel, or it was like, you know, choosing a man over your your son. And that was just a complex that I think me and my brother had being boys and not being men, you know? and I, And I say that because I was, I think I was 18, I was 19 at the time, And we were living in this, you know, my grandmother's house. And she was like, I'm about to move out. I'm going to live with, I'm going to live with my boyfriend. And you, you've graduated high school. You're a young man. Like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. You can't stay in this house forever. And, you know, this is kind of going back to the, how I got out to Minnesota. I had a friend and, and I felt like, you know, in a in our weird way she sort of pushed me out of the door but in in a in a way that maybe I don't think I was ready to like leave the nest and I'm I'm glad I'm glad I did. My life really really took a lot of turns after leaving Detroit. As much as I love Detroit, I'm so far from who I was that nineteen year old Dalen where it's you know he's hard to, to recognize. And even nineteen you know, even sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year old Dalen, I wasn't into drugs, I wasn't doing crazy shit. So, you know, the Detroit you know, I don't know how this like is gonna sound, but I feel like the Detroit washed off of me very soon after. I would say the next couple of years of leaving Detroit, um, I was I was not I was not from there anymore. So, I don't know. Just some thoughts. I don't know what you think. Maybe you uh, maybe agree, you disagree, but here we are. Almost 2021. By the time you hear this, we will be soon to figuring out who is the next president-elect, who you got your money on. I gotta go with Biden. <laughs> Only because I feel like humanity depends on it. <laughs> Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I think Trump is hilarious. Like, Trump is, like, a comedian that, he's like a Gallagher. You know, if you remember the guy who who smashes the watermelon. Like, he's got this one thing that's just hilarious. I don't even know if smashing watermelons is hilarious. But, you know, for the sake of this analogy, like, he has this one thing where it's like, okay, fine. Like, no one else is smashing watermelons. And, like, he just he wrote that that coattail to the highest office in our country and as like a as a you know comedian doing you know colleges in bars this is fun smash pumpkins you know say some racist shit you know but then when you like treat it all in to be the president of the united states and you're doing and saying these same things it's like well what Nah, let's not uh I don't approve of this show, you know what I'm saying? So um I mean to be honest with you, would not be surprised if he is reelected. but I I really hope that's not the case, and I'm very interested to see what happens Tuesday and you know what what happens with the state of the fucking country. It's a scary time. I mean, it's it's not all bad, like I said before, and it's not all good, but uh you know it's it's, it's how you want to look at it. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Once again, if you want to reach out, you can through uh through emails comedian data at gmail if you have a Facebook account, which uh you should, you know, go to my page, Peace Talk Podcast, give it a like. Thank you very much. I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you for letting me open up and get all of that off my spirit. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Peace.